Oh, baby. Yep, you see it. Positive energy. You got it. I got my Brody uh, cup holder. We're in the new studio, the Throughline Podcast. So stoked to be in here. First episode in here. Super stoked about my guest. And uh, this this is new. This is what we're going to have. We're going to have video each week. So if you are a subscriber, uh, which I imagine and hope you are, and if you're new coming over from, because uh, you are you love Bobby Kelly, because that's who's going to be my guest today, uh, I love you. Thanks for coming over. And uh, if you're just watching on YouTube, do me a favor. Still go over to the Throughline Podcast, uh, T-H-R-U-L-I-N-E, on uh, iTunes and subscribe, uh, because everything helps. Give it a rate. Give it a review. Give it a rate. Who, does anyone say? No one says that. Go over, rate it, review it, uh, subscribe, share it with your friends when you're at your mom's house. Not the podcast, Tommy and CP. Uh, relatives, get them on it. Get people involved if you're liking it because uh, we have some great great guests coming and some great guests that we've already had on. Um, I'm going to start doing some Facebook Lives in here so like we can start communicating more uh, on a personal level and talking about, uh, you know, stuff that you if there's stuff that you want to talk about, we can do it at Facebook Lives. We'll you can ask questions. Um, you want to reach out and know about what's on the wall. You want to know about, you know, opinions on cooking, building uh, anything that you like that you think I dig or it's something you like you think I should dig. I want to be inspired. I say that all the time to my wife. I'm like, we need to be around things that inspire us all the time. Like, everybody wants to get inspired. You know, you think you might not. You're like, nah. Or you, or you don't think of it at all, you know. But we all want to be inspired by people, by music, by art, by uh, our political leaders, by our kids' teachers, our own teachers. Anyway, you get it. Um, so... I'm always looking for inspiration. If there's things that you think I would dig, TV shows, whatever, email me, Holiday Bakery Productions at Gmail. Holiday Bakery, right there. That's my grandfather's bakery. Or wait for the Facebook Lives. I'll announce them. I'm going to do them right in here. And I'll give you guys uh, ample warning of when they're going to be. And hopefully you can all tune in. Otherwise, it'll live. It's, we have a new Facebook page. Facebook fan page is J. Larson Comedy. If you are... Uh, already on the old one go over to that one because there was something that they wouldn't let me put videos up so now we're getting more videos obviously this is going to be more videos this will all be on youtube as well so if you're not subscribing to my youtube channel j larson comedy get over there i'll have links up you can do that at j larson comedy on facebook j larsoncomedy.com um and we're going to be chopping up my special and putting clips out there on Facebook. So if you bought the special, I love you. You can watch it whenever you want and you can watch the whole thing. If you haven't, maybe you'll see one of these clips and be like, I should get that special. I should support him for $6. Six bucks, dude. What? You don't have six bucks? What is that? That's five cents. That's not five cents a month. 50 cents a month for one year and you can have the special forever. I don't know. Seems like a good deal to me. Um... Anyway, we're going to be doing that. If you're a Crab Feast fan, which I know a lot of you are, the Crab Feast now has its own livable place. You know, the Crab Feast feed turned into the honeydew with sickle cell. Now, this that's just the honeydew, and the rest of you can go resubscribe to the Crab Feast and get all those past great episodes. Um, 
and then have the through line the crab feast and the honeydew so i hope you're you out there do that and if you haven't ever heard the crab feast please go subscribe and hear so many great i mean we did seven years of like 350 episodes i just the other night at the comedy store this girl came up and she's like hey i'm a crab feast fan i'm like oh that's amazing uh, when did you start listening? She's like, like four months ago. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah. And so she got onto it. And that's the great thing about podcasts is they live there. You know what I mean? There are people like that are going back now watching Friday Night Lights because it's, you know, things live places now. So we can do that. Um, I feel like I've been talking for a minute. It's June 4th, man. It's June. I'm so excited. I hope you guys had a great Memorial Day. I had an amazing Memorial Day. I had an amazing day. We got up. We, my wife got up with the kids. I got to sleep in a little bit. And then uh, we played with the kids. We made a great breakfast. No, we didn't. We went out to breakfast. And we had a great breakfast. They took a little longer than normal. Uh, and then we went for this amazing hike. We went for a hike up in Solstice Canyon where you hike up to this waterfall. And uh, God, just something great about like being outdoors on a day that everyone is set aside to remember and memorial day is a tough day for me both my grandfathers fought in the war military was not something i used to think as a kid i was going to go to like west point or something it, it just never was but now i look at it and i'm like i've gone done military tours you know as a stand-up in iraq in kuwait in other countries and uh it's just like a weird thing for me i'm like why are we here like world war ii always felt like yeah we had to be there you know we were guys were drafted and now people sign up to be in the military because that's a you know one can be a good job you have security and risk a ton of risk and then you know just as i'm older and i look at it i'm like yeah why are we in these certain countries so it's tough for me but one thing i always respect is our military and the bravery and from being in war zones with them their uh humility they're like the most appreciative and th there's no ego anyway i appreciate everyone in the military across all branches past present future and it was really cool to be out on a day where i could go for a hike in nature knowing that i don't have to i'm not worried about a bomb being dropped on me at this moment because we have people out there protecting us um regardless if we're dropping bombs that day on another country which is why i'm conflicted about it but not so much that i would ever um not appreciate the men and women that are serving so i had a great day i, I memorial day is definitely i love when you see an american flag out on memorial day that wasn't there the day before and you're like, oh, yeah, look at that. You know, that flag. I just i have always loved the American flag. And uh, anyway, I had a great Monday. And it's uh, I hope you guys are having a great week. I think of it more than anything. This is what I sum it down to. When you have those Monday holidays, it gives you a chance to like reboot and appreciate the fact not just of to be thankful for our military and that we live in a country where we can have free speech and I can do this you know but at the same time just as a human being that like oh, i can reboot today and i can take a moment that i don't have to work and it's like most days you don't allow yourself to say hey i'm gonna uh i'm gonna think about my life and think about what changes i could make because there's no time you don't think about it but when it's a day that's supposed to be work and kids are supposed to be at school that's when you can take time and be like you know what 
man, I'm really lucky that I get to like cook with my kids. I should cook with my kids more. Or, you know what? I'm really lucky that I can just walk down the street to a coffee shop and read the newspaper. I should make time for that more. So going on that hike made my wife and I realize we should go for more hikes. And uh, being able to be in the studio now, I'm like, oh, I got to do more stuff for the people that are listening to the through line and that like my stand-up comedy and appreciate the perspective I have on the world. And that's something I'm going to do with this new studio moving forward. And which is why I want you to share more with me so I can get inspired to be like, oh yeah, that's might be something I didn't even know I was interested in. <sighs> have I talked too much? Well, luckily for you, I have a guest this week who I love to death. There was nobody I wanted to have in the studio more than this comedian because he does his podcast on his Patreon page in his shed in his backyard. Uh, you may know his podcast. Uh, you know what, dude? YKWD. And uh, he was on uh, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll on FX. And he was on Louie on FX. And he's a super funny comedian. If you're not following Bobby Kelly, please go check him out on Instagram, uh, on Facebook, buy his albums, support his podcast. He's just an awesome, awesome, awesome dude. And I love him. So please enjoy this this week's episode, an inaugural episode in the new studio with video uh, with Bobby Kelly. This is excitement for me. This is the first one we've ever done in, in the, the new studio. Oh, really? Yeah. This is great, man. I love it. I, would... I love it. I love it. I love that. <laughs> Dude, I love technology is so advanced that all you need is a nerd and some space. That's it, man. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I hate tech. Like, I hate cell phones. I hate when my phone, it can't work or it's supposed to. You know, I'll get it. I'm like, oh, what are we doing? This It won't work. <laughs> Like Louis did that great bit where he's like, people complain on the on the plane. He's yeah. like, you're at thirty thousand. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I still yeah. can't get past it. Yeah. So when someone else can do it, this is when I love it. Is I'm like, oh, I can just take a space that nobody would use and yeah. turn it into this. It's pretty f- crazy. I love learning. I like learning the nerd stuff. Yeah, yeah. I spend hours on YouTube learning about cameras and setting. I love knowing what the next thing is. But it, it kills me because I've taken my addiction for drugs and sex and all kinds of terrible things yeah. and put it into technology and, and food, which is terrible. Yeah. I wish I could put it into something. Wait, what drugs? Were you? you did drugs early, right? I did drugs way early, yeah, when I was like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, Holy 15. shit. I was from Boston. You know that. Yeah, but I- What I'm, part of Boston were you from? I'm not from Boston. I'm from, from Stoneham. Stoneham. Yeah, but I'm from Medford. Yeah, Medford though. But there's put it this way, Stoneham and Medford are a town apart, but like yeah. and my town people in Winchester would be like, Stoneham, get the fuck out of here. And people in Stoneham like Medford, get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah, we were definitely we were definitely the worst. Uh Winchester was uppity. Oh, yeah, real yeah. rich people. Stoneham, but you had the zoo. Yeah, we you still had the do the reservoir. Bro. Um, you, we still got it. Yeah, I you, took my son hiking there. I took him home for the first dad son trip. Really? And we went hiking all around there. And yeah. like my buddy came with his boys, my buddy Anthony, and we had like walkie talkies. Yeah. And we were like looking through caves, and it was raining, and I, it was like the greatest thing There's ever. Caves in Stoneham? Caves, bro. Where? I mean, you know, like you sure there were caves. Yeah, was it a sewer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got all that land around the reservoir. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the uh, the hospital is? Yeah, that yeah, dumpy dude. hospital. I'm but yeah. Medford, my mother said to me one time, she goes, you know, 
when your father and I split, we didn't have any money, and I could have I could have picked us up and moved us to Medford, and we could have afforded it. But I said, nope, I want the kids to have a good upbringing, and we stayed in Stoneham. You should thank her. You should thank her all the time. She's yes. like, you could have been Bobby Kelly. Yeah, you could have. I'm telling you, it is a, it is a big difference between Stoneham and, and Medford. The Huge. kids were different. I it, But then you go to Somerville, and it's it's worse than us. Oh, yeah. But Somerville was just, they just weren't right. They were mentally ill. There was, yeah. Med, Somerville, like Medford was, Medford was weird. It was, it was segregated. It was like the Italians lived in South Medford. The Irish lived in North Medford. West Medford was where the blacks were, but they were in a certain section uh-huh. called, um, what was it? Um, there was a park. How big is Medford? You had really had these sections. We had these sections, and and um, Duggar Park was where the black. All that there was a. We were all. You were actually parks. You had certain parks. Yeah, like that- when they had gangs back in the day, Medford had parks. So uh, Car Park was the uh, Irish kids, all from North Medford, mm-hmm. and they were tough kids. But all the Irish kids hung out at Car Park. Tufts Park was in South Medford, all Italians or Italian Irish, but mostly Italian kids. Yeah, um, you're Italian. I'm Italian Irish. Yeah, me too. And I, I, um, and then Duggar Park was all black. It yeah. was dead. They, they had basketball hoops down Do there. You, and everyone go to the same high school? Uh, no. No, no, no. Uh, they all went to Medford High, yes. Yeah. They all, I got kicked out. And they wouldn't let me go to Medford High. I had to go to Malden High. <laughs> I couldn't, Which yeah, I couldn't fucking go. Malden. Malden was, was another. No better. Malden was a weird town. It was like nobody gave a fuck about Malden. Yeah. Yeah, but Medford was a badass. I remember hanging out at the park. You know, Mikey Catalano, uh, the the Gagliardis. Dude, the, my the sister Hilsons. dated Frank Gagliardi in really? high school, but from Stoneham. Okay. Frankie Gagliardi, greatest guy ever. He, when I was like in eighth grade, he was dating my sister, and he was like a senior, and he would be like, he, I would, I could call him, like, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. I'm like, he'd be like, why, you want to go get Chinese food? I'm like, yeah. And he'd be like, come <laughs> get me. He was like this like crazy older brother uncle guy that we never had. Yeah. I loved it hanging out. Medford was great. It was definitely a, a troubled, uh, troubled town. But when I was drinking, it was a fucking blast. Wait, you, so did you have a house or an apartment or like no, a three family? We, well, my mom, my grandmother and grandfather had a house. They had a three bedroom house, mm-hmm. but thirteen of us lived there. Holy! They had, they had they had eight kids. <laughs> And then my mother got pregnant early, which back then, she had my sister when she was 15, me when she was 18. Damn. That was pretty crazy. Same dad? Same dad for both of us, yeah. yeah. But then then some other dude stepped in. And, yeah. You know, and then she divorced him. And then we got Larry, who just passed last year, who was awesome. Great yeah. guy. Yeah. He's from Everett. Everett. Which where my wife is from, which I swore I would never date a chick. I yeah. used to, we used to fight Everett. Like we used to go and fight. Those you, guys. you were those guys. We, yeah. t- my friends wanted to be those dudes. Like we drive around, like let's go see if we can get a fight in Reading. And I'd be like, I don't. All right. So we drive around. I'm like, why? What are we doing? But you would. Reading. No. <laughs> those are our Nobody, rivals, dude. No, Reading. Stoneham and Reading, baby. <laughs> That's funny, dude. We, I remember rivals. I mean, we used to fight Burlington. We used to fight Everett, and some of them all. Some of them was they; those kids were tough motherfuckers. They had like man. knives and shit, or dude, they were like 
they were project rats. Like their projects were big. Yeah. So they were just a mixed breed. You didn't know what the fuck they were. The Irish, you know, black, Spanish, just all fucking each other in the yeah. projects. So I mean, I got beat up so many times in the projects. At what um, age? What was like the the first age you got the, beat? The first time I got my ass whooped. I mean, fucking whooped. I think I was thirteen. And uh, me and Frankie Paula Castro. Frankie Paula Castro was. Why my... does even Frankie Paula Castro need to be a Frankie? Can't he's got the Calipastro, whatever well, it is. Frankie Paula Castro, yeah. He was my he was my Fonzie. Yeah, yeah. He was the kid, James Dean looking, squinty eyes, blonde hair, leather jacket, good guy, like antihero type of guy. Yeah, totally. Just a piece of shit, but a good guy to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and we started hanging out. I believe in seventh grade or something like that. And uh, yeah, we uh, we went. He's like, dude, he always wanted to do shit. He just loved fucking just, all, you know, getting into these dangerous situations. And he would giggle. Like he, he just, liked to fight and shit? He would just start going. <laughs> he had these little squinty eyes and he'd go. <laughs> and he tried not to. He'd like keep his mouth shut. And he'd, <laughs> he just he wanted to get arrested, uh, stealing fight I knew a kid like that Eric Aria and I remember at one time I never been in a fight I've been in brawls but I've never thrown a punch I've been in four brawls Uh and we were in a brawl outside of who's on first in you know know, down by Fenway and this kid goes up to the bouncer he started the fight he goes up to the bouncer and he's mouthing off and then he like the bouncer like pushes him he pushes him back and the bouncer clocks him across the face and he just started laughing in the bouncer's face you know the bouncer was like oh shit trouble this dude well this Frankie he took 12 at night he goes let's go to the Somerville projects and get some weed and I'm just I'm like okay and then as we're walking in there it's like you know night of the living dead hear little things running behind you and <laughs> yeah. and out of nowhere this guy walks up what's up guys what do you need you know that Boston dude yeah. what do you need guys we're like we're looking for weed he goes come with me I got you and he was way too friendly yeah for the projects at 12 he's just come on I got you guys did you guys usually go there for weed no we went to the Medford projects right and so we walk in they take us in one of you know those those little fucking hallways with the metal stairs in the back of the projects yeah comes down gives us the weed and he's like, well, you guys going to go smoke this? He goes, well, Frankie blew him off. We're just going to go. We're going to get out of here. And I, uh, oh, okay, guys. Yeah, good for you. Did, did Frankie drive? No, we walked. Nobody had a car back then, right? And okay. um, so he, we went, there's a pyramid at the top of the projects where there was a playground for the kids. Yeah. So we told the kid we were leaving. And we walked up that pyramid and we sat down and he's like, let's roll right here. I go, maybe we should just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> fuck it. We're going to smoke one right here. And Frank, he always did that shit. And I'm like, let's he just go. My, you know, yeah, he wanted just to fucking live. All of a sudden you hear, hey guys, that little raspy voice. Hey guys, thought you were leaving. With two men. Not boys. Not our age. Yeah. Men. <laughs> just fucking little mushy f- project dudes. Yeah. Just And they came over and they go, you going to smoke that with us? And he, Frank goes, fuck no. I'm like, what do you do? They're men. We're, yeah. we're boys. I'm 13. You're fucking 16. Yeah. This is, 
and he he's like they just came over and started wailing the shit out of us. Do you think if you had said yeah, smoked us with us, they oh, wouldn't no, have? We would have. We you would got mugged. beat we, anyway. We, we, we get, that's what Frankie knew. We were getting beaten anyways. Yeah. So he's not going to give up his cred or whatever it was. Yeah. And I was just like, I'll fucking blow everybody to get out of here. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> so they beat. I remember they beat us up. And they were and they were kicking Frankie on the ground. He was just taking it, and I was blood. They broke my nose. It was blood head to toe. And they bring me up and they go, "Leave him alone. He's bleeding." And I'm sitting there on the fence, and I'm like fucked up. And the guy's going, uh, "So where are you from?" I was like, eh, "You know, uh, Medford." He goes, "Oh, do you know? Uh, you know?" Uh, Shut your mouth, swear dude. To God. You know, uh, Mikey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Mikey. Oh, tell, tell him that uh, you know Sean, Sean McGlow, whatever the fuck his name was. Meantime, so they're just beating the shit out of Frank. Kicking Frankie, and I'm just sitting there having a conversation with him, <laughs> and uh, and they they go keep kicking him. He's not bleeding yet. So, anyways, so he's just having this conversation, and I go, yeah, cool. And then he just fucking cracks me in the gut, and oh, I go did? down. Yeah, he just sucker punches me in the middle of this conversation. I go down, and then they leave. Uh, and me and Frankie wound up crawling out of the projects. We had to hop a fence, which sucked. I was so proud of myself, though, because it was the first time that I got beat up bad and didn't cry. I remember yeah. telling Frankie, he was like really, his, he, he, uh, he was bleeding internally. Didn't Damn. know it. Yeah, they were kicking him so bad. He, he was really fucked up and we were kind of limping him over to this fence and I was like, Frankie, I, I, I didn't cry. I didn't cry. He's like, good for you, dude. Good for you, kid. Let, let's get the fuck out of here. He was really hurting. That, that I don't cry, it just sounds to me like, uh, <sighs> what the hell's that movie? Pony Boy and shit. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, it's from the book. The Outsiders, that sounds like somebody saying like, I didn't cry. And he's like, yeah. yeah, good for you, kid, as he's like bleeding internally gonna die. Well, because I cried so much out of, being beat up or threatened to beat up or yeah. my stepfather i cried a lot in my youth yeah i was always getting fucking like uh fear like i was always being afraid of being killed i always felt like i was gonna everybody was gonna kill me yeah and that, i still have it today that's why i have fucking anger issues because as soon as that shit goes off i'm like i'll fucking murder you today's episode is brought to you by care of Care of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. With the winter blues coming to an end, it's finally time to get back into a routine that empowers you to feel your healthiest. Give yourself an extra boost this season when you're looking for more energy, better sleep, to maintain stress, or something else to help you feel your healthiest. Right now, if you go to Take Care Of, they have an quiz you can take takes less than five minutes i went over you fill in the things that you're looking to improve in your life for me some were stress some were my heart um anything you're trying to if you want better sleep there's so many different things you can go over there 90 percent of people fall short of their fda recommended guidelines this is a great way to find out what things you might be needing my wife said to me recently she's like you need to take a daily vitamin i'm like what's even in the daily vitamin we don't know with you go to care of it gives you specifics of things that you can work on. It can be really hard to know what vitamin supplements you should be taking. Care of makes it easy to find out when you specifically need to be your healthiest. Taking that quiz took me five minutes, super easy. And your personalized Care of subscription box gets sent right to your door every month with personalized daily packs, great for a busy on-the-go lifestyle. So right now, if you go over to Take Care Of, take, take the quiz. And then you can get 50% off your first month of personalized care vitamins. So just head over to TakeCareOf.com and enter code 
Larson50. Go to TakeCareOf.com and enter Larson50 for 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Great way to get your energy or your health in order and head into spring feeling new, baby. So when was the last fight you've been in? The last fight? The last physical fight? Oh, boy. That had to be... Wow, that's a good one. That was at... Uh, Wait, did you go to college? I went to Bunker Hill Community College for fine art. For fine art? I was going to be an art teacher. What kind? Michael, what was your medium? <laughs> My medium. <laughs> well, in art school, you had to do everything. Yeah. So I did everything from calligraphy, desktop publishing, to oil painting. Yeah. Um calligraphy can you still do it i no i mean everybody can do anything but i mean i know i couldn't just whip it out if you whipped out a feather right now a quill i'd be like <laughs> i don't know it's fuck but <laughs> back then i did it it yeah. sucked calligraphy blue yeah. uh, i like uh desktop publishing because that was like uh computer art you yeah, know so uh, my brother does yeah well, he does graphic design yeah graphic design i love that stuff uh but i just never had the uh patience for it yeah i never had the patience for art i i, I would have been an art teacher i would have been at some fucking school some you know you know junior high teaching art listen i had a lot of art teachers yeah i never had one like you well i would have fucking been the best you would have been a different uh Totally different. I would have been breed. banging all the. The teachers. fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, Just yeah. yelling at kids, being all hard ass with them when they're fucking. Nah, listen, you don't have the right context, and there's no negative space. Yeah, but it's a macaroni vase, Mister Kelly. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you treat all art with the same respect. Uh, and then what? You just stopped and started doing comedy. Um, it's a weird thing, you know. When I got sober, when was that? Fifteen. When I, I can't 15. even. I can't even. How do you? <laughs> how do you even? I, I went to jail. You did a lot as a kid. Yeah. From the the funny thing about that beating. Okay. Here's the thing with that beating. I was on the run from uh, the law at that time. Listen. What was this? The 1800s. <laughs> Who's on the run from the law? I don't know how to phrase it. In the 80s. I, those, uh, I, I'm sorry. Here's how you should say it. Here's how you update it. I love westerns. I don't know where I got. I had a warrant out for my arrest. Okay. Okay. That's I love how, it. Okay. At 13. For what? I really, I really Stealing? Did. Would you I break in somewhere? I had a warrant somewhere? for my, my dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot I am. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for calling me out on that. Um, I, I was, um, once you are in the system in Massachusetts. Yeah. To save money on court costs, you just uh, you're in the system. You're a ward of the state, so you if just you see go to him, get him. If you don't, we're not going looking. They just you're if you do anything, you go to fucking juvie jail. Yeah, anything. It, they don't. So instead of going to court and blah 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 and figuring out, you're they own you till you're 18. Mm -hmm. So whatever you do, they just suck you into the system. Fuck them. Put them in. We'll figure it out later. Right. Mm -hmm. So. I had run away at that point from my family. I was already a ward of the state for uh, robbing a pizza place. Um, what do you mean? Huh? What, what, what did you rob them? I did, uh, well, we did two things. We broke uh, Tufts University. Dude, I performed at Tufts. Okay. And they did my they did my orthodontia. The grand, the orthodontia. Orthodontia. <laughs> That's, that was our level of poor, or not having money, is we, we had like grad students do our teeth like right. you don't really have to pay like they yeah. experiment on you and yours was robbing pizza places yeah so you know different <laughs> levels different well 
Tufts University, they had the Spicer Field this, for the for the soccer team and football team and the baseball team, and we would uh, we would. <laughs> Tufts is a good school, by it's the way. Unbelievable school, but the, the it just so happened that their field was in our turf. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> yeah. So we would light the soccer poles on fire. Every week, we would just light them on fire, and they had to put them up every week because they had soccer games yeah. and practices. So we would light them on fire, and we would rip down the baseball fence in the in, Jesus, and uh, and we got caught ripping the baseball fence one day. It was the first thing I got arrested for, mm-hmm. and then we ripped off a pizza place. Uh, later on, so I had a few things. How do you rip it off, though? Do you go well, in there at gunpoint, or thing, you no? And no, we went in. I was trying to hook up with the girl working there. Her name was Gina. And this was your play? No, this was Frankie. Oh, her name was Frankie. Gina, by the way. Gina, big shock. Her Dude. name was Gina. <laughs> oh, she was so big nose. Yeah. Oh, she was so, I, I liked, she was in my history. Curly hair? My uh, geography class. And I only went to school because she was there. Yeah. I just couldn't wait. And she wanted nothing to do with me. If you, Whatever you're right next, Gina from geography <laughs> class, dude. I mean, shit. Yeah, she was in there. She worked. So I'm trying to talk to her. Frankie comes up. We're fucked, by the way. We're trashed. Okay. I think we drank uh, a case of beer each, mm-hmm. like an old Milwaukee. We were just fucked. And I'm twisted. I'm trying to talk to her. She's actually responding to me for the first time, like all year. And uh, Frankie, Frankie's like, dude, we're robbing this place. I go, what? He goes, I just told the the chef in the kitchen. He went back and said, you tell him it was a couple black guys that robbed this place. I'm taking the money. And if you don't say that, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you again. Apparently, he beat the chef up a week before. So the kid was scared of him. So... They, you just I love that you're calling him a chef, by the way. The guy's making four twenty-five an hour at this point, and you're giving him chef credit. Well, he, he didn't go to culinary school to flip pies. He, he, well, no, it was an Italian restaurant, too. This, oh, okay. is, this is I don't want to bury the lead, but... So we he Frankie was trash. did not open the register. I'm sitting there holding the girl's hand. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And then he goes, I can't open the... So I go up, I push the button, I grab the money. It's like 100 bucks. Yeah. Okay? We run. I but trip. can I call you though? <laughs> I trip. My pinky goes over here, so my pinky's here. I, I, oh I, man! I literally land on my pinky, and it's over here. I get up. I'm like, "What?" Frankie goes, "I'll fix it. We gotta go." <laughs> so we go to his house. He's like, "Come here." There's all blood all over the money. He's like, "I'll fix it. Come here." And he's doing that little laugh again. You know, he's just fucking. Yeah. Good. He's gonna grab it and twist it. I just leave. I walk away. I wound up going to the hospital. They fixed my finger. It was twisted. And then, uh, you know, what happened was... is that Wait a minute. Did you just walk in the hospital? Did you go with your no, folks? Did you call your mom? I and- call, no, I, I called up 911. They hung up on me twice. And then I there was these two old Italian ladies sitting in front of their house. So I went over to them, and it looked so fucked up. You know what I mean? I, I just went over to them, and I just fell to the ground. I held this fucked up hand yeah. with my pinky over here, and I just went, Wah! and they called... The car, the uh, ambulance immediately. Yeah, and they came. And uh, and you don't need insurance when you're 13. I had nothing. Yeah, I of had course, nothing. But that's the thing about Everett is like, or I feel like those kind of towns Medford, is yeah. that Medford, Everett, Somerville. Yeah. There'll be like these old. Fam, like ladies, yeah. fellas that live amongst mayhem. Yep, but no one messes with them. Nobody messes no. with them. There was a respect. Yeah, that's there's a respect. You respected. O- older people 
You know what I mean? Yeah. He respected even the businesses. Like I would rob people all the time. Yeah. Like I would, you know, respect. (laughs) (laughs) My thing was, I used to take people's uh, lawn shit. If you left something on your lawn, I took it. Yeah, a bike. uh, A well, yeah, that was happening even in my town. You know, Uh, a Mother Mary statue. I took a a, a couple owls. Uh, Those lions, you know, those lions people would have. I'd take those. I'd just sell them. I had a strip of stores. I had a bakery, a pharmacy, and a deli that would buy all my shit. So I was 13, I'd just walk in with a drill, be like, you want this drill? Yeah, how much? Five bucks. All I needed was $5 to get fucked up. What were you buying? Weed or buying- When you went to my park at Tufts Park, you had the older kids. And the older kids, when you went there, they'd pat you down. You, You give us your money. Yeah. And you just give them your money. You had a dollar, you had $20. If you had 100 they'd taken it. And they would just go buy booze for the park. So you, you, all you needed was five bucks. Yeah. So I would hustle all day long to get that money. And how many kids were hanging out there at a time? It could be five. It could be 20. Yeah. I mean, I remember one night, it was they'd do potion night if there was a lot of people. So Mikey Cat would go down with all this money to the package store and buy all kinds of mixed drink stuff, like, you know, like mudslides and stuff, get cheese cups from Lakasha's Bakery. And we he just make drinks very mixed drinks, and we'd all sit there. What do you got? You're like in a retirement community, <laughs> dude. But here's the thing: he would say, uh, "Here's how we know how," and you'd have to drink whatever was in your cup. You'd have to one sip it. Yeah. And he'd walk around and look in your cup, and if you didn't, if you lied, or you didn't drink at all, he'd fucking crack you in your head. It was Jeez. it was a weird place, man. <laughs> you think, dude? It's a weird fraternity that you were in. It was, but it was my family, you know. Because I, none of them probably, every one of them probably was missing either a mom or a dad or all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or if they did have both, it's like, you know, the dad or mom came from a fucked up situation. Yeah. I would imagine. It was, uh, yeah, there was a lot of that. Um yeah, we. I think we all kind of did. That's why we yeah. we we kind of went to that park. We were our family. I remember one night my my uncles were looking for me who were older, and they came down the park like we'll go get them. And they came down and the older kids were there. They're like, who are you? They're like, why do you? They're like, why do you? Where's Where's Bobby? They're like, what's it to you? He's fine. Get the fuck out of here. Because were your uncles never around? No, my uncle. I had, I love my uncles. They were awesome. I still love, I have a great family. But back then. Even they couldn't go to that park. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like, hilarious. They were like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And my uncles had to go, "Okay," <laughs> because these guys were no joke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no joke. During the day, that park was beautiful. Kids playing around. Yeah. At night, it became ours. Yeah. It's a weird thing because all of Medford was like that. Even Somerville was the park. You couldn't go to these parks unless you were a member of that park. Yeah. Or you'd, I got my ass kicked so many times in some of them walking through the wrong fucking park or wrong street. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So it That's was my brother in law grew up in some of Winter Hill area. Oof. And like, he, you know, he, I can't even imagine what, what kind of upbringing he was going through. Yeah. It's like, dude, you think of what we do with kids now. Like, my kids never heard me tell him to shut up. Yeah. My kids never, I've never touched my kid. I've never grabbed my kid by the arm and dragged him somewhere. I've never grabbed him by the hair. I've never smacked him. No. I've never, you know, I've never, 
I've never done anything violent. Like he he has no fear of humans from me. Yeah. You know, which I look back on my childhood, all my fear of life that I still carry this to this day uh, of respect and shit is from my childhood. Yeah. From how we were treated back then. At least I was, you know. Especially that middle dad, right? The middle dad was terrible, but it was weird because nobody cared about kids back then. You just let them go. Like, I remember walking home from kindergarten. Yeah, like, so did we. I mean, yeah. but we lived super close. But we walked I, everywhere. We, You just went everywhere. And you just felt like it was your town. And I think also people felt like, oh, yeah, well, other people were going to look out too. You know what I mean? Like those old ladies. You know what I mean? If you saw a kid in kindergarten walking over the streets right now, you'd stop. And be like, are you all right? Like, yeah. it would freak me the fuck out. Remember that lady whose kids were in fifth grade or something like that? And she let them walk home and, like, they arrested her? Why would they arrest her? They said, like, you know, I have no idea. But it was that was a story, like, <laughs> right. you know, a couple years back about this woman. And, like, I, I hope my kids can walk home in fifth grade, third grade. It's I, I think it's good in one way that we love our kids. We're actually sh- we're, we communicate with these kids now instead of uh, we literally talk to them. We give them words, but I think it, we're giving them anxiety too. I think we're giving them stress because they're f- they're f- like, why can't you walk home? Why you can't do that? You can't get off of that. Don't do that. You're gonna get hurt. You're gonna I, die. I'm just gonna say so. I got a, a workbench that I bring in and out of here, right? Right, yeah. And I was in here one day, and I, my my kids always come in here when I'm in here. Yeah. And I had a, a friend's, friends were over with their kid, and they were like, uh, they came in, they're like, uh, you know, I get a saw, yeah. a drill, there's all yeah. this stuff. And they're like, uh, I, I don't, I, should they be in there? Like, And I go, oh, are you nervous about that? And they're like, yeah. I go, oh, I got you. Hold on. And I grab, I tell their kid, I go, hey, come over here. I go, you see this? This is the saw. Yeah. And I go, all right. I go, let me let me see your finger. And I put their finger on the blade, yeah. and then I rubbed it. I didn't yeah. cut it. Yeah. I just rubbed it. I go, do you see how sharp that is? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And I go, don't ever touch that. Yeah. And they were like, okay. Yeah. And the the parent was like freaking while I was doing that. Yeah. But I was like, as long as they just want to know what it is. If yeah. we if we say, don't go over there, yeah. it's dangerous. Yeah. They want to know what's dangerous. Yes. So as soon as we do that, boom, they're like, oh, okay. I don't I, touch that. I let my kid use the saw. I let my kid use the drill. Yeah. Under high, I let my kid open knives. I have, I I like custom knives. Yeah. I let him hold the knife and I teach him how to hold it and I teach, and I'll let him use it on certain things because I don't want him to be afraid of it and I don't want him to desire using it. You're right. If he understands that this is fuck, this could hurt him. Yeah. That he's going to be like, look, don't touch that. It's dangerous. Yeah. I bring my kid on the roof. All the fucking time. Because I remember it was one of the greatest things I've ever, as a parent. This is where like I'm like on board. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's what, wait a minute, on the roof? Yeah, well, okay. Well, I have a, it's a a ranch. It's not not like, you know. But I was going on the roof and he's like, I want to go, I want to go. I'm like, okay, you want to do this? I knew he was going to be scared. He climbs up the ladder and he stops and he starts freaking out. And I'm like, all right, man, just keep going, keep going. And he's freaking. Then he starts fucking losing it. He's crying. Yeah. My wife's looking at me like, and I, you know, and I'm like, look, I don't, Max, at one point I was like, you don't have to do this. You did great. You can get back down. And he got back down and he's fucking, I mean, bawling. And he went in the house and then he comes back out and she's like, he wants to do it. 
Oh. And he crawls up again. I'm like, okay, buddy, you got this. And he's grown up and he's crying and he gets to the finally gets to the top and he gets up on top. He's fucking losing it. And he he literally collapses in my arm and holds me crying. He's like, Dad, I just felt bad when I went in that I couldn't do it. I wanted to do it and I oh, didn't know man. how to do it. And I'm like, well, you did. He goes, I did do it. I did do it. And then he, he, he for five minutes, he sit there crying. I'm like, what the fuck? This is the best moment ever. <laughs> yeah. You know, Oprah should see this, you know. And You're like, he, but I do got to get these gutters clean, buddy. Well, as soon as five minutes go, and then he's walking around the roof. I'm like, all right, not to the edge, because I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 that's it. Sit down. Stop. Get over here. Because now he's just running around the fucking roof. Yeah. And I was like, you got to learn that, you know, if you fall off, you're going to get really hurt. But he was over it. And now he wants to go on the roof all the fucking yeah, time. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, I, these other friends of mine, the kids don't even swim. Yeah. It's like your kid doesn't, he's five. I know. And he doesn't swim. When I was, they threw us in a pool. And you had to you had to get back to the edge. Well, in your neighborhood, they probably threw you in the pool. You had to go down, knife someone in the bottom of the pool. <laughs> no, I know my buddy was like looking at houses, and I was like, dude, I was like helping him looking online. I'm like, dude, look at this place with a pool. He goes, nah, I'm not getting a pool. I go, why? He goes, I'd just be too afraid of the kids. I'm like, you teach them how to swim, and you put a fence up, put a fence up, and yeah. teach them how to swim. But like. I love that you got him up there on the roof. Like I would, I feel like I would do that too. I mean, we just don't go on this roof. But I remember as a kid, we had like a you know two floors at our house, and yeah. we had to clean the gutters. There was no dad there to yep. clean the gutters. Yeah. So I would get up to the top, and it would be pitched down. You know, okay. just two uh, gables, I yeah, guess. Yeah. And I would just like scoop down, and then like I'd be on the side of the people. Must have been driving by, like, what the fuck goes what on at that house? Because this yeah. kid's in third grade up there cleaning fucking gutters. But it's. It, I think there is. There was a generation of little pussified parents and pussified kids that we're. All, I think we're dealing with now with all this social justice and uh, afraid of everything. And I think the the generation that we're raising. Yeah. We're good people. We're teaching them great values. We're teaching them civility, we're, but we're also teaching them that, you know, you you not you. I'm not gonna. You're gonna take care of yourself. You're not gonna have fear, dude. You know what I mean. Use your words. Have a conversation. Well, I even even to this extent, when we go to school with the kids. From day one, they had to carry their lunch in. You carry your lunch into school. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, that's your lunch. You got you, 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 That's your lunch. Yeah, that ain't yeah, my yeah. lunch. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not like I don't love my. I love my kids, but I'm like giving you. I'm giving you the power to be in charge of your lunch. Yeah. You know. And now it's never been a problem. Day one, both of them, and I see other parents and like oh, I never will carry his lunch. I'm like, that's because you probably start carrying. Yeah, because you're an asshole. Yeah. Because you're an asshole, and you gave in to a fu- look at. We always thought you had to beat the hell out of them and scream at them, and or you just gave them what they wanted to, because you, you know you, you, you don't want them to want be them. fucked up yeah. like you. No, there's a there's a definitely there's, there's there's gradations of that. Yeah, you don't have to hit him. You don't. I remember I talking to my therapist. I'm like, you know, he's he's doing this thing at three. You know, because there's no terrible twos. It's terrible threes and fours. Yeah, I never had. To. I remember I asked Brian Posehn one time. I'm like, hey, man, did your son go through the terrible twos? He's like, nah, we didn't have the terrible twos. We had uh, my son's a fucking asshole threes. Yes. <laughs> the guy who wrote that book should be fu- put in prison. What, the terrible twos? 
because he even admitted that he fucking fucked up. It's, there's no such oh, thing okay. as terrible Oh, okay. I didn't even tunes. know that was a book. It's a book. That's where it all comes from. Some asshole wrote a book, and everybody was like, the terrible twos. Yeah. So from two to three, we were like, we got a good one. We got a good well, one. We're in the clear, we're yeah. We're in the clear. I remember saying that to my wife. Baby, we got a good one. <laughs> and then at three, we were like, what the fuck happened? And I remember talking to my therapist. He's like, I had trying to get him to do this thing, and he wouldn't listen. And he goes, just count to five. I'm like, what? He goes, tell him you're going to count to five and he's going to get a consequence, but do it with no anger. And I was like, what? So I remember I went home that day and I was like, Max, go go put your socks on. And he's like, I don't, uh, I don't want to. I go, I'm going to count to five. And I went, one, he ran. There's something about counting. I do, I've, I'm three, but right? I that was just, I don't, I, no therapist. I just, for me instinctually was like, all right, that's it. One. And my son, I'm like, yeah. my daughter though will just be like, how oh, really? Yeah, she's like, she's like Frankie. You're right. She'll fucking like, God, what are you gonna do? You gonna hit me? Frankie you ain't gonna do shit. She sits there, or she does it reluctantly, and like, nah, and like, will like crawl her way down the hall. Yeah, I'm so glad I didn't have a girl <laughs> because I, I'm 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 doing all right with the boy. Yeah, but a girl is, a, I think, a tough thing. Just because girls are like. Women in general are strong, determined, yeah. confident, yep. uh, decisive. Yeah. And my, my son is just like, you could be like, hey, we're going to go get ice cream. Like, unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Getting ready to do it, right? And then you'd be like, oh, buddy, something came up. We can't get ice cream. And he'll go, oh, okay. Right. And my daughter would be like, no. <laughs> like, you said it. We're fucking doing it. And I'll get ice cream. I'll climb up and she'll find a way into like an ice cream shop. And you're like, God, good. You know, just sometimes. You know, you know what's so funny about all this and like the business we're in is like, you know, I watch your uh instagram and you know we met on the uh comics come home and uh you know i see the way you live your life and the way i live my way and uh, you know it's a great thing to me because a long time ago it, you know i've always waited for a certain type of success to be happy that's why i didn't get married that's why i couldn't fall in love that's why i couldn't have real friendships in, in my life because I, 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 I needed to be able to cut everything off at a second's notice to go do whatever I had to do to reach this sure, thing yeah. that I've seen people get, you know, seen these, you know, private jets and big things and pay. And then there was one point where I was like, I might not be that. I might not have my own private jet. Yeah. Uh, you can't do everything and you i'm sorry but you can't you, you can't, can't no. you can try and I, I sure as hell did and i guess if i if i focused in more but it, i just wouldn't be happy and i was like i'm just gonna be happy right now i just want to be happy now because i love comedy i love acting i can i do it sometimes it coming in a lot sometimes it dry as a motherfucker but I always have this comedy that I can kind of make a living at and pay my bills. And I was like, I'm going to go fucking be happy right now with, and I, and, and, and I, I look now and I'm like, I got this house yeah, and I got this backyard and I got this kid and I got this wife and I got these friends and on it, I can't wait to get home. Yeah. I, I, you know, see, this is the same thing happened for me. I was like. I waited to get married. That was more so because I wanted to make sure I was in a, the best situation because I came from one that wasn't there. Right. And then we were like waiting to have a kid because I kept saying like I want to make 
I want more money. You know, I, I kept thinking you had to have all this money to have yeah. a kid. And then one day I just said to my wife, I'm like, what are we doing? We're going to let the world dictate that what our happiness is when all we really want to do is just like start a family. I'm like, why? Why? Yeah. Let's just do it. And then I remember saying to my wife, like the house we have now, I'm like, let's just, can we agree that we'll stay in this house till the boys two at least and then we'll try and f- right. make enough money to afford a bigger place right cut to my boys five right we still live here and we're yeah. like it's great our kids share a room they love it they're like bonding and i used to always say like anytime i would make like short films and like make different comedic projects yeah. put on a stand-up show do this i was like Having less money makes you more creative. You find ways to make things work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of being like, oh, I need a certain amount of money. No, you don't. You just need to, you just need to like, you'll you'll dig and find things. I did these shorts with Al Madrigal and Roy Scovel. Yeah. All took place in a diner and one was a funeral. Right. And I wanted to do a funeral, but I couldn't like afford to get like a, a parlor or yeah. all that. So I was like, all right, I could just make the the... The person got cremated. Yeah. You know? So then, like, they were at the diner, and I'm like, oh, well, I need to get a vase. Like a so we started looking up how much those yeah. cost, and I couldn't get anything. End up going to Marshall's and found a flower vase, and we turned it into a joke. The joke became Al had this little bit of ashes from his uncle, and we're like, why is it so small? He goes, well, they, they divide them up. Everybody got a little bit right, of them. Right, right. And then we turned a joke. Like, what do you, would you get, like, an arm in here? That's probably about an arm, you know, like, and turn this thing because we didn't have yeah. the money to get all these things. Yeah. And you challenge yourself to, like, see it differently and create. The creativity, I mean, I think it was Steve Jobs said that about create creativity. It, it, when the money comes in, it's dead. When money comes in, it kind of dies because... You know, it's just like there's like I remember me and Billy Byrne DeRosa were in New York and we were like, Look, nobody's given us anything. There's nothing out there for us. Um, let's just do it. Let's just nobody's let's just make a movie. Yeah. And we just wrote a movie and made it. And then it got into Tribeca. That was the and one then it got uh, into, what was that cheat. Cheat, yeah, about cheating on your yeah. girl or whatever. And then we got into Tribeca, we got a deal with FX, and all of a sudden we got a book deal. It turned into this crazy thing that we got to do from one from one little creative idea, because nobody was helping us, we yeah. just, you know, so, yeah, I do love the fact that you can do this in your backyard, you know? Yeah. I love the fact, but also, at any time, I can connect with my life. My yeah. life is not this business. My life is not making it. My life is not, and I know, I see these certain people that had just, it is Pinpoint focus. I'm gonna be famous as fuck. Oh yeah. And I'm. I've been there, and I understand it, and I respect it. I don't. I don't sit there and say you're missing out, because that's not my life. But I know where my heart was. I feel better knowing that, you know, my kid's dying to see. I'm gonna go home tomorrow. My kid's gonna flip out. He's gonna look through my bag for a little gift because I bring him something every time I come home. Uh-huh. Some little shit piece of candy or whatever. And then we're gonna talk for a little bit. And then we're gonna go in the backyard and we're gonna do some shit in the back. And then we're gonna run around. And I'm gonna go until fucking nine thirty till he falls asleep. I'm gonna be wiped. Yeah. You know. But who? And that's. But I'm excited. Me and my wife are gonna talk. We're not gonna bang. You know what I mean? <laughs> but whatever. It's it, it's like. I built this thing that is mine that I get to go enjoy, and I love it. I fucking love it. 
I really do. Yeah. We say the same shit. Dude, we're going to, because we're in a school system, it's it's good, yeah. but it's not the best in Westchester. We should move. We should move. And we're like, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. So, so he's and the only like white kid in the school, and he gets beat up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. I mean, he's not going to go to high school there. But listen, he's fine. We're definitely moving. So how did you, if you're growing up in Everett, yeah, or I'm sorry, in Medford, yeah. how are you, like, where the hell did you learn how to build shit? You know what it is, man? It's in you. It's it. You know that thing. This is, I, the, this is the art teacher, Bobby. This is this is from my stepdad who passed away, and and I think my grandfather, um, who's just awesome. Where did I he did, grow up? He grew up in Medford. Uh, he he's the one who had the house. Thirteen people in one oh, yeah. house. And uh, you know he would he would just be in the backyard doing things all the time, and he would take the time. My grandfather would take the time where he'd be like, "Come here for a second. And he'd be like, you see this? And you're like, fuck. Yep. <laughs> you know what that is? It's a rose. You know what kind of rose? It's I don't. It's a rose. You know, there's different kinds of rose. That's a fucking Texas blah, blah. And that comes from, uh, I'm like, all right. And you're like, okay, cool. And he goes, you got to put, you know how that gets in the ground? Uh, and 20 minutes later, you're like, dude, I want to go. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, you're at your house in your 40s. That's that rose. And I not. You got to plant it in this, and that looked beautiful, and it lasts. All that shit comes back. Yeah. My stepdad would always be like, can you give me a hand? And I'm like, yeah. And all of a sudden, you're putting in a new deck. I'm like, this isn't a Groceries is a hand. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Get the mail is Moving a hand. a couch is yeah, giving a hand. a hand. This is fucking manual labor, dude. <laughs> yeah. Three days later, I'm still wheelbarrowing fucking gravel, but- I remember those days with him, and then you sit on that deck, and you're like, I built this. Yeah. I st- he's gone, but I see this area, and I'm like, I remember doing this with him. The you first know? time, yeah, I never, like, my grandfathers were both, well, my grandfather, Reed, was actually, like, really handy yeah. and would build shit. Like, Reed did his whole basement, but he passed when I was five. But, like, my friend came one day and left tools, and I ended up building this table, and he, and he said, he goes, man, give a guy some tools, huh? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I can build stuff. So when my son was turning two, we had a party for him, but, like, we're going to have all these kids over, right? So I'm like, we're going to need picnic tables. So I just, like, my neighbor gave me, like, a little kid's picnic table, and then, like, I just looked at all the dimensions, and then I built three picnic tables out here for his birthday. And when I finished or was close to finish, my wife, like, came in the alley with him, and he came out, and, dude... His face was like, yeah, like exploding yeah. at happiness that there were these tables his yeah. size, and like from that point on, like anytime I built stuff, he and his sister come up and help. Yep. And now, like we're they're doing it at a young age. Same yeah. with your boy because yeah. you're always doing stuff. So now that's something that's like embedded in there. It's something that you need to teach your kid. Um, you need to teach your kid that you can do these things. Like you can take care of yourself. Yeah. You know. Um, my kid helps me with the stuff too. Like we built a pirate ship in the back. We built the zip mean, line. You, like a oh we, zip line. There dude. was a stump we had, a tree we cut down, and I wanted. I actually wanted to build a throne mm-hmm. for me to sit and smoke my cigar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's right in the middle of the backyard. It looks over everything. Yeah. So I just pictured myself. I was gonna dig out the stump and put a little seat custom to my ass. Yeah. And put holders in the side where I could smoke my cigars and just look over the backyard. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, that's not <laughs> happening. And you can literally see right into the kitchen. I'd be like, I can watch you do dishes and cook. And she's like, and what year do you think this is? <laughs> and she goes, you're out of your fucking mind. So 
uh, my kid was like, I want a pirate ship. So, you know, it's funny. YouTube is the greatest thing because all you have to do is go, all right, how do I, f- I want to frame something in. Just ask it your question and there's some dude, yeah. some knucklehead, what you want to do, you want to get four by fours, not two by fours. Yeah. You know, you could use that and it's just, you know, a, a 20 minute video and I retain that shit way better than reading. Of course, while and you're seeing it. You, you see know? it and I'm in it and I got it. But you, we were talking about this because you built your bed. Yeah. I built a science table. My was Christmas is you. Build them a science table. So I'm like, you know, I build this whole thing. I go to Home Depot and I come back. And she's like, well, how much did it cost? I was like, it's probably around eight grand for this table. <laughs> you can buy them on Amazon for 125 <laughs> But this is around, but he'll have this forever. Because, yeah. you know, that's maple. That's that's teak on the front. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a lighting system. I had to buy three because I fucked up the first, or the first two. But... It is like that science table he fucking lost his mind over. Yeah. And he'll have that forever. Yeah. He'll have that thing forever. And it's like uh, when you do that stuff, yeah. it gives them a greater interest in it. It's something that wasn't, then became, yeah. and then you made it. It's not like it was just like something that showed up in an Amazon box and you put together yeah. and they're like, you know, yeah. you know, and it's like, you know. You can find these things to do with your kids in any regard. It doesn't have to just be, you know, something uh, you build. You, I don't get these. Da- I go to the park in New York a lot, and I and, and even up in Westchester where I live, Bestchester, um, I see these dads on their phones, and I'm just I don't understand. I don't I don't understand what they're not getting. Like your dad, what did your dad do? Nothing. Your yeah. dad didn't do anything. He didn't hit you, he didn't abuse you or whatever, but he did in some way because you're being, you're not playing with your kid. You, you, you know, you're not, you're not with your kid right now. You're just sitting there letting him walk around by himself. And yeah. I don't understand. I want to talk. I literally want to go up and go, dude, put your fucking phone down. Are you stupid? Yeah. You, this technology is brand new. It doesn't exist. Therefore, it doesn't need to be there. You don't need... Whatever the fuck you're doing, you don't really need to do for the next hour. Yeah. Because it just... We just got that in the last 10 years. Yeah. And we're built in now to think that... Like, you ever like get a text and you like go to respond and you're like, no, I'll get to that later. Yeah. Like, we built in it's like hard. that. Like, what do you, we don't need to respond to yeah. things. Yeah. You know what I mean? We think we need to. No, you don't. You don't need to do shit, especially when you go home. And it I understand it, though. It's so great to have an iPad. Because when you and your wife want to fucking just have a coffee and talk, mm-hmm. hey, dude, why don't you play your Minecraft? Yeah. Doug. You know, fine. But we have to have these rules. And it's hard. I say that. Is that you or me? That's you. I know, but I don't ever have a ringer. Look at how that happens. And you're going to look at it, too. No, I'm just turning the ringer off. (laughs) I'm kidding. It would have been so funny if you went one second. Yeah, I got to get this. I don't have the the comedic timing to to do that. One second, Bob. That's a good thought. Listen, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll be there. Just, um, just let me handle this. Yeah, I got, I got one little spot at the improv tonight. What's okay? After Sandler, great, no props. But let me ask. So, <laughs> what about? Because, like, you know, like when people don't put their bins back at the airport, like you know those bins. I want to fucking kill them. I, you know what I do? I come over. I'm like, Let's put our bins back. Everybody's gonna put their bins. Like I work yeah. there. I mean, I never yeah, do it. With, you have with, you have gears. You have one through six. And you got one to six. I have one and six. <laughs> yeah. I can't do that. Because I go, watch you put your fucking bins back. 
Yeah. Cocksuckers die. Yeah. And then I look like a lunatic and I'm off in cuffs. Yeah. I'm trying to learn gears with the human, like everybody else. I, I can be very calm and loving, which is my base. Yeah. There's a really just that little kid. Before he got abused, yeah. that's my base. That's yeah. who I am, little Bobby. Yeah. I call him little Bobby. I'm that guy most of the time. But then I become, you know, that little fuck Kelly. They used to call me, Bo- you know, Kelly. Yeah. I, I turn into that psycho when that shit happens. When I feel like respect, or uh, you know, somebody's taking advantage of me, or I'm doing the right thing, and you're not. And they're not. not. That's the one that always is me. I'm like, I'm like, what do you think is going on here? Do you know what society is? Do you know how yeah. we all function in the world? It's because we all do our part. And that's no one's taking that bin back for you, you idiot. I really admire the people that just go, you know, you can put your bin back. Or they just take your bin. I'll do it for you. Yeah. And they put it, and they teach a lesson. Yeah. But have complete, like in total fourth gear. Yeah. Like total or like third, like right between, th- you know, hey man, I, hey, you, you put your bin backs over here, I think. But whatever, I'll, I'll put it back. And they're like, oh, I'll do it. And you see that little moment of they helped him. yeah yeah i'll always be like hey we got to put our bins back guys and i'm like and by the way you you can put your belt on over there that little bench see the little benches you don't yeah, need to do that I don't all right have here. that ability i wish i did have that ability to, to be passive aggressive <laughs> i don't know i have aggressive that's all i have yeah. my wife the fucking queen of passive aggressive yeah oh the best oh and i'm aggressive that's why it's hard for us because I my 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 therapist is teaching me how to be I think a little passive aggressive, because it just to fucking have a like a level playing field with her. It's the further away from Boston you grew up, your passive aggressive levels. You know well, what I mean? She, you she, didn't have it. She can push me to the edge, and then all of a sudden I'm snapping in a stop and shop, and I'm the bad guy. Yeah. And she was the original fucker. Yeah, you know, if we totally. went back and and we CSI this, and we went to court. She'd go to jail. Yeah. She would go to fucking jail. Like, with the evidence, she would be in jail. But, because... But you probably have a couple misdemeanors on your thing. But the only evidence they have is a videotape of me going, It's a fucking sandwich! Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she pushed me to that level. Yeah. But there's not the evidence of me going, Baby, I don't care. No, it's fine. We can have whatever you want. I don't care. I am trying to lose weight. I know, but I'm a little hungry. And I... It's a fucking sandwich! Yeah. Shut the fuck what?! And then she walks away. Fine. Whatever. Get whatever you want. I'm just trying. You told me to help. And I'm like, yeah, but I told you to help, but you're not helping. Oh, I've done yeah. that too. Yeah. I'm like, just keep me on check. You know what I mean? Just keep me dialed in. She'll be like, all right. And then she'll say stuff. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Why are you? I know it. She's like, you told me to. I'm like, yeah, I know I told you to. Good. Thanks for. Thanks you look for, good. Yeah. You thanks, son of man. a bitch. I worked at it, dude. <sighs> we talked about it a little bit. What's your hold up on keto? It's not keto. It's. it's um, hold on. Let me just make some. I um I don't know. I'm gonna fucking work it out. Um I think weight this year is gonna be So like, wait, you got sober at fifteen. Yeah. Did you have to go into any program or did, oh, what, yeah, what the to, I went to a place called I went to jail uh uh-huh. again up in Rochester. I just visited it last week. Rochester, too. New York? Yes. For how a, long? Uh I was uh I was well I was a ward of the state of Boston, so they shipped me back to Mass. And what was but your I mom was, doing during was this? A, was she like trying to li- get her son back or Well they she... lived in Rochester, out in Spencerport. They had moved, so I moved with them. Oh, okay. I, I went from a foster I went from jail foster home to move back with them and they were up in Rochester. So I lived up there, I worked on a farm. And I, I wound up getting drunk and ripping off a gumball machine and getting arrested. And like I said, there's just 
put him away. I was in jail for a week up there. Uh-huh. And it was the worst juvie jail ever. It was like real prison for kids. And then they shipped me back down to Boston. And I went to this place, uh, NFI Shelter Care, which is one of the places that saved me. This guy, Yitzhak, came up with this new way uh, called normalization, where he would, the windows would be open, the doors would be open. If you want to run, run. Yeah. But if you don't run, and if we make 30 days together as a unit, we'll have pizza. If we make 60 days, we'll have lobster. And he, and he gave, he kind of gave kids responsibility. Yeah. These kids that was dying for it. Which, by the way, back to the same thing. Like the kid Karen, kids want responsibility from Jump Street. They do. They want to be, they want discipline. They want to be held accountable. They want to yeah. succeed. And go ahead. You're right. No, you're right. And, and, uh, I actually just got an award from them this year. Uh, I went back to... Uh, you got that lobster roll? Uh, no, they gave me a drum, an African drum. For what? For like... It's an award for being successful, being... You know, because that was the last time I went back in there. From there, I actually asked somebody... I was like, I want to go to rehab. I knew drugs and alcohol were the problem. I knew that that was the, the common denominator, that I was always there. Anytime yeah. I got in trouble, that was there, right? You could take out the friends. The drinking was there. You could take out the town. The drink. That's the thing. Yeah. So I decided to get sober, and I, I went to an all-male rehab for, you know, for anywhere, I think it was from 9 to 18 kids. There was 24 of us in this house, and... Uh, um, I went there for a year and two months. Damn. I lived there. I didn't. I didn't see my family uh, very. Uh, maybe twice. Uh, you were there all the time. No fraternization with women. Meetings, groups. I put my life into this, you know, recovery. And then when I got out, I I was in the meetings. I went to the same meetings for five years. At what age? Uh, when I got out, it was around sixteen. Damn. And then. Uh, I moved back in with my mom, and I went to these meetings, uh, the same meetings for five years, mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I would go to AA dances and you know, drink coffee and dance the B-52s and try to bang sober chicks. You yeah. Know? Um, and then um, went to high school, started in shit classes. I think I had two classes a day, and then I worked at a styrofoam factory, and there was a, a mentally handicapped dude, a mentally challenged guy was my boss. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I remember we used to make styrofoam balls, and he would yell at me all the time because I wasn't doing it right. Because it was so funny. He was this great guy, but he was, you know, back then they called him mentally retarded. Yeah. Uh, but you know now they're mentally challenged. But yeah, he would just yell at me all the time because you're not doing it right. I'd be like, what? And uh, there was a little Mexican lady that worked there too. It was me, him, and her. It was this weird little sitcom of my life. God, it's a total sitcom. Yeah. And then and then. Uh, and then I got my shit together, and I went to high school. I worked my way back to the regular classes. I hooked up with the art teachers. They would love me. Yeah. And they're the ones who got me the scholarship to Bunker Hill for art. Ah. So I kind of... So wait, when the hell did the... When did the weight become a, a thing? Weight was always an issue. Yeah. Now, in sixth grade, I gained weight for the first time, and I remember that was the first time that I was just fucked. You know, that's when that guy was in my life, the stepdad, and... Uh, the kids wanted to beat me up, and they were. I remember this kid spread a rumor that I was gay, and it was just. I didn't even know what that meant, but I knew it was just bad. And I remember these kids would threaten me all the time, and 
I was just, and I had nobody. I remember you didn't talk. Your parents didn't talk. You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. That's what you got as a kid. You'll be fine. I remember crying, just crying one day because I thought I was going to be killed. I just thought he was going to kill me. The kids at school were going to choke me out. I was going to be dead. Yeah. I just always thought I was under the, I mean, that's, that's a fucked up thing to think about. Think yeah. about if your son was just in his brain like, I feel like these kids are going to kill me, dad. Or I yeah. feel like you're going to kill me the way you hit me and yell at me. Yeah. I mean, and I would tell my mother, that. Like, you'll be all right. You'll be fine. I, I'm not going to be. You got to fucking help me. Yeah. You got to go talk to these kids. You got to walk me to school and work it out. You got to get me out of this jam, you fucking twat. <laughs> it's, but it's not her fault. It's just the way it was. You just dealt with it. And I remember. Well, it's, I think that's it's not. It was the way that it was dealt with, but you were also in a circumstance that was like elevated. You know what I mean? It was because there yeah. were people hitting you, and there were bad situations in school. If that was like, if you were getting like had those thoughts because you were like afraid to go to school and you were living in Winchester, people were like, yeah, you're gonna be fine. It's gonna work out. Yeah. Which which of those kids, ninety percent of the time, it probably yeah. does work out. You right, know, yeah. I'm sure there's, you know, there's other cases, but like, it was weird. I remember that's when I gained weight the first time. Yeah, I just started eating. And I remember, I this is a sad. I don't know if you want me to tell this, but it's very. It's, I don't. Know, I don't want to end on. We'll this. see how sad it gets. Uh, well, I remember, <laughs> I went. She had left him, finally. The from, middle guy just left him, and now we're living at this. You know, this apartment, this two bedroom apartment. My mother's sleeping in the living room on the floor. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to move back with her family. She wanted to do it. She was working, I think, six or seven days a week, and. Uh, I was just fucked. I had no friends. I had nobody. I was so depressed. I would come out of school with my lunch, go out the front door, go around the back. There was like a little tornado door to the basement. And I'd crawl down to the basement. And in the corner of the basement, I put this little area where I had a, a, a blanket and a pillow. And I would sit there and, and just sleep all day. After school? Uh, no, be, while school was happening. Oh, okay. I would just go down there and sleep because I didn't want to go to school. I was so scared of school. So I would go in and I'd, I'd sleep there and just be... I was in a depression. I didn't even know it. Yeah. And I would just sit there and I had snacks and I would buy all these snacks or you know eat my lunch and then go to the store and run back and forth. And I would just sit in this little corner of the basement all day until around two. And then when school was over, I'd come out and blah. my mom would come home and blah, blah. This happened for on and off. And then it, I did it for like a week and a half once. And that's when they finally like, what's going on with him? I actually was running to get some food and I bumped into my mother. And she was like, hey, she, I got to work early. Why are you out of school early? I was like, half a day. And we went back, we got a sub, and then she got the call that day. She's like, you haven't been to school. It flipped out of me, and uh, I just gained weight. Yeah. Yeah, I, I gained so a lot from of weight. Fear, see, because, uh, you know what's funny is I had- It I, became my friend. Yeah. It became my little, in that basement, having that devil dog and the sandwiches mm, or whatever. Devil dogs. It's, it's, uh, and the ring dings. <laughs> yeah. I would sit there and eat it, and it made me feel good. I was all alone, and I eat, and I would feel good. Yeah, man, you were definitely alone. That's that's amazing. <laughs> no, I mean that is. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I was always. I remember being in high school, and like, I would get like money for the week for like food, right. and like I would get 
for lunch would be two cheeseburgers, two orders of fries, two milks. Holy shit. But I was playing soccer and baseball. I was, right. dude, I graduated high school at 185. I was yeah. like, I was always in good shape, but my friends would be, call me fat all the time because I was eating so much. Yeah. And I remember then being like, yeah, you're fat. And it was like a weird complex thing. For me, it wasn't anything. And then it wasn't until I got older yeah. that when I did get fat, you know, like that was like, you know, I moved to LA at 215 and then I dropped weight to like 178. And wow. then I was like in great shape and then I was in shape. And then when I hit my thirties, I just like stopped not caring. And then like weight then became a struggle. Like I would go up, I go down. Yeah. And then finally I was just like, all right, what are you going to do? Yeah. You're just going to, this is just going to be the rest of your life. You're just always going to be, cause back to something you said earlier, all I ever wanted to do is like, I just want to be in good enough shape to hop a fence. Yeah. I just want to be able to jump a fence. You know what I mean? And it's like the fucking baddest thing you can do is you can just hop a fence, no problem. People yeah. are like, what the fuck? I just hop a fence. I tried to do that. My son played Little League last year. Yeah. And his thermos or something fell over the fence to the other park. Oh, boy. And Dawn was like, I'll, I'll, she said, I'll get it. I go, I got it. No problem. And I went to jump the fence. I almost took down the whole <laughs> fence. Dude. Like, I remember just hearing, and I had to jump. I had to like flop back on my back this way. Yeah. And I was like, I'll walk around. Yeah. And I remember the parents were like, like what the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> I was took out the whole fucking thing, but um. Yeah, so dude, what's your deal with it? Do you want to lose weight yeah, or dude, are you I like? Do. It's a weird thing because weight is in my family. Weight is like same it, with same with me. It's just that some it sucks because it's the only form of um, you know, uh, you can call somebody fat. Nobody, it's funny. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, and and I don't really, you know, I get it. And when someone makes a fat joke about me, I go, okay, yep, you're right on the money. Yeah. But it, it makes it hard to try because you're like, ah, just be fat then. You know what I mean? 100%. My therapist told me a week ago, why don't you just be fat? Just be fat. Own and, it. And own it and be happy because you're miserable not being, you're miserable being fat and not being skinny. Why don't you just be fat and just be happy? And I was like, because I'm not. I want to fucking, then do it. Fatso, yeah. you know what I mean. And then you're just one hundred percent. I mean, I would build it into my routine. Yeah, you know what I mean. In my stand up, then I would make like fat jokes about myself. I and then stopped I was doing like, that. Yeah, I was like, fuck this noise. I'm not that fat dude. Yeah, I had. I used to have a lot of fat jokes. I, I don't really do them anymore. But I am gonna. I, I I am gonna this summer. The one thing is, is you try to do it for this business. You know, you feel like every time I come to LA, I immediately feel like shit physically. And that's been a 20 year thing for me. Yeah, I know. I mean, it doesn't matter where I was, I was never good enough to be here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because everybody is so on point. Well, I mean, there are people that aren't, but even the people that aren't, they're the ones that own it. Yes. They're like, yeah, I'm fat. And that's yeah. why I get work and I'm super happy. You want to go check out this restaurant? Do you yeah. know what I mean? We're, I feel like we're, I'm stuck in the middle. Yeah, was stuck in the middle of this. Like I, I, I can't. I'm better. I'm better skinny. People like me better thin. But then they hate you too. You know what it is though. <laughs> I've been finding because I've dropped lost this weight recently. Yeah. Is that it's like um, my buddy told me I'm not in AA, but he told me there's this like saying. It's like uh, attraction versus uh, attraction rather than a pro promotion. Then promotion, yeah, yeah. And it's like the first time in my life that I just like people have been just attracting and I'm not doing anything. Yeah. You know, I'm not go tooting off about it. I mean, I talk about it like when we, you know, but, yeah. Yeah, and you I was like, me when I, when you walked out today, 
because I was almost I was comfortable because I know you as a little chubbier. Yeah. And I, I, I would like walk in here. Maybe there would have been donuts or yeah. I don't know. I, when you walked out, and then when you walked out, and I was like, oh, this cocksucker is good looking again. Like he, <laughs> he shredded up. Dude, you know what's happened since I quit booze? I have friends that almost like don't even want to hang out with me. Yeah, good. They're just like, uh, so what? Like, when are you gonna drink again? Oh, they'll do this. This is a funny thing. They go, uh, you, you can't have one drink with me. Just have yeah. one drink. And I'm like, yeah, I should throw away my whole constitution for fucking one drink with you. You yeah. fucking idiot. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, everybody knows I don't drink. Like we just did this comedy camp thing in the I woods. I know. I was so jealous. Of oh, that you should dude. go to it next year. Oh my god. Come. Yeah. Yeah. I want to try to get an LA contingency to come out next year. Yeah. Uh, that way we can play some sports or do some wiffle ball or something. Yeah. It was a hilarious. But everybody there was. I mean, I'm just sitting past joints and bowls. Yeah. And alcohol. Were you smoking cigars though? Oh yeah, fucking yeah. big bats. Yeah, it was, it was one of the greatest things ever. But everybody's doing fucking shrooms and fucking smoking and drinking. Well, Ari's there. There's got to be shrooms. Yeah. Oh, he's he's fucking. He's one of my favorite people. In the I world. mean, he's amazing. I don't know anyone who's has passes as little judgment on people as Ari Shafir. He really is. I learned a lot from that guy. Believe it or not, I've always liked Ari from the day I met him. Even yeah. when people like don't like that guy, <laughs> he like, doesn't judge yeah. anyone. He he he's he, but he's very he's he's fucking crazy. He loves just doing shit. Like I remember, we pulled up. He just walked into the woods. Yeah, he's like, where where's he going? I'm like, it's Ari. He's going into the woods. That's what he does. <laughs> but he doesn't expect you to go in. Yeah, if you want to, you can come. Totally. You can come with me, but if you don't want to, I'll be back in a little while. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's really one of the best guys I've met uh, in my career. One of my favorite people to, uh, you know, and, he, and he, there's no hang. Like, you call him, he'll call you back. And oh. if he doesn't answer, you know he's not answering because he can't. Yeah, it, for sure. He, yeah, he's just, you know, there's certain guys you call them, they never call you. Is it those little weird games that this business does? Yeah, I think, but it's not just the business. I think it's just people in general, especially yeah. at, at <laughs> you know, we all get hung up. But social media too has also taken our business away from us and g- given everybody a sort of way to like yeah. be out there, so people can live to any. Yeah. Anyway, I want. You just throw up in your mouth. I'm burping. <laughs> Bring it Fucking up. Fucking keto steak and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, so what's up? Do you think... Here's the other thing with the keto thing yeah. is the food and the booze for me were always associated with events. Like if I went to a baseball yeah. game, I'm like, right. oh, well, I got to get a... I'm going to get a dog. I'm probably going to get a sausage out front of Fenway. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm going to go in. I'm going to get a big beer. I'm going to get a dog. I'll probably get a pretzel and I want peanuts to snack on. Yeah. I've been to two baseball games since I've been doing this and I'm like, I'll get peanuts. Yeah. And uh, in LA, you can go. I went to the Celtics Bucks game right. two with my son. We're back in Boston, and I was like, had to walk around to like twenty five food stands to find something I could eat. Yep. And they had like this carving station that they made sandwiches. And I'm like, hey, can you just do me a favor and just give me lettuce in a box with like the meat on top of it and tomatoes, yeah. and then I'll take this ranch dressing right here. Right. And they were like, all right. And they had never done that. Right. Whereas, like, if you went to Staples Center, you they probably had name it. Yeah, you could get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they could have whatever you want. Anything, yeah. just cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just like didn't you know? I'm not drinking. And yeah, you're right. I think the event. It's hard too because being a dad and having so many little snacks. 
My wife is great, though. She doesn't buy shit food. Like, we go to McDonald's very rarely. He has soda once in a while. Yeah. We don't have soda in the house. We don't fuck with... She's very good with that, but there's still Cheez-Its and stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. When I come home late at night after a couple spots, and you take And how long is that drive back for you? 35? 35 minutes, 40 minutes, and yeah. you take your shoes, and it's 2 in the morning, you fucking bum, get that Cheez-Its, you recorded the Bruins game or... A, you know, a Red Sox mm-hmm. game, and just a whole box of Cheez-Its, and you get in the corner of your mouth. Oh, yeah, I would chew them all and then build up that wad of, like, <laughs> that chew. Always. Yeah, you gotta you gotta eliminate food to being that, that, that fun thing. Yes. You gotta eliminate that, and it's, it's a psychological thing. That's why I'm trying to take this summer to focus not on my career, not on podcasting, not on any of this stuff. Just do the shows I have. Yeah. And 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 focusing on my my eating and my my working out. I really want to do that because I, I think feel yeah. I'm all I'm saying is the one thing about that keto diet is you can at least have a boat ton of cheese and yeah. meat and then you're still eating a ton of vegetables you're not eating a lot of fruit yeah you know you can still like you, it's just about like i told you hunger is my bitch now yeah like you love it i love it i yeah. feel hungry now and i'm like i don't answer to you yeah. bro yeah i don't answer to you i'll be hungry and i'm fine it is a fi- I have that joke in my act i go i've been full for five years <laughs> i don't i don't I don't know what hunger feels like, what real hunger feels like. Yeah. I don't know what that is because I wake up and I put something in my face. Yeah. I have a house. Yeah. I have a fridge. I have cabinets. Um, I have a Platinum Amex. I get in all the lounges. I'm always, but you know what I'm saying? Platinum Amex. I will say this. Yeah. I had, I bought a 2000 Ford Explorer off my friend at brunch for fifteen hundred dollars, and it was a two thousand. It was a two thousand Ford Explorer, and I bought it in two thousand eight. Wow. So he sold it to me for fifteen hundred bucks. Carmax was going to give him two grand. He's like, "I go, don't leave brunch. We're hanging out, you know." And he's like, "I got to go to Carmax," and I'm like, "He goes, you want to buy the car?" I'm like, "I look at my wife. I'm like, can I buy this car?" She's like, "Yeah, let's buy it. Fifteen hundred bucks." Because I was like, had this other beater. Yeah, I drove that thing until a year and a half ago, and I bought a, a new car. Right, new used. So in yeah. 2018, I bought a 2014, and it's a nicer car. Right, it's a luxury car. Right, but it's got 60,000 miles, and it's like I'm like, oh, this is a smart purchase, you know. And I, if you worked out what I paid for that car, I paid like six dollars a month on that last car. So I got myself a car. So when I got that car, I said to my wife, I'm like, I want to be the guy that gets out of this car that looks as good as this car looks. Right. And now finally, I'm like, it just feels like yeah. now the high is. You know, being hungry and not caring, and then like people being like, fuck, getting mad at me because I look good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't care about getting shredded again, but I do care about, you know, I I was like, this ain't shredded. Well, no, you look good. (laughs) This this is where we're at. Like, dude, he's yoked, bro. I want to just get, I need to drop, uh, I, I, I need to get healthy. Healthy, you know, yes. I am healthy right now. I got a checkup, but that's not that's not real to me. Yeah, because I know I'm not. Yes, and you got to be that around. My for your habits kid. aren't healthy, therefore I can't take care of myself fully. So I can't all the stuff that I enjoy right now. Yeah, I can't fully because I still feel bad about myself. 
I'm sick of hating. I've hated myself my whole life. Yeah. And that was given to me. And now I'm the one keeping it going. And it kind of bothers me. Jesus, dude, that's huge. That I'm, 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 I don't have to do that anymore. I have, I have a lot. Everybody in my life loves me. Yeah. There's no more hate in my life. The only one that's hating me is me. And I, and I'm like, fuck. And I, and I, and I'm, I gotta, tr- I gotta learn how to stop that. Hundred percent, so, man. That's so, huge that you just recognize it. Now yeah, you know. Yeah. I, how many people out there probably are continuing that pattern because of something that was given to them? Yeah. I took it on. I don't know if I. I think I took on that hate of myself because my dad wasn't there, and then I was like, "Oh, he doesn't love me." You know what I mean? So then I'm not yeah. going to love my. And that was forever. It makes you not like other people too. Like that's another thing I want to try to get rid of in my life. And it's hard to do in this business because comics we love. Trashing people is so fun, and it's kind of our pastime. I know a lot of comics that are like that, that'll say to me like, "Ah, oh, dude, you know I love hanging out with you." And I'm like, "Why?" Well, I'm like, "Cause we can just rip on people, and we yeah. know we're just doing it to do it." Right. But then there's the thing that I do in my head that I go, I take home. Yeah. I got. I don't want that. I don't want the realness because no. I am truly. If I don't care how, it's none of my. You know, it's none of my business. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's none of my... They have another saying in, in the program, it's none of my business what you think of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and uh, I gotta let... I want to let go of all that shit because I don't want to fuck it. I don't... I just don't want to not like people I don't know. Yeah, 100%. I, I just... I'm... I'm t- it's exhausting. You know, he got this, she's doing that. You know, you're... I'm a white, middle-aged, blah, blah. Okay. I understand. I don't need to have that in my life. I just don't have the capacity. My hard drive's full. I can't... I have to relieve... Some, to put this other good shit in, I have to take that bad shit out. Yeah. Because... Uh, no, don't get me wrong. I love... There's nothing... Me and Voss and Keith Robinson were in Vegas at the comedy at the comedy cellar in Vegas. We were just smashing each other and everybody there. And, and, and just... You know, I mean, the kid Kayvon, he's a young comic. He was there and he gave Voss a letter and we opened the letter and Keith has a stroke and he held the letter up. He goes, Bobby, can you help me? I knew what he meant. He needed me to be his, his left arm. Yeah. His right arm. So I went over and we ripped the letter up. <laughs> I love that shit. And we trash people. But, you know, the other stuff, the other stuff that you're home by yourself or when you go to bed and have somebody's in your head on your pillow, just let go of that shit. Yeah. Let it fucking go. Let people just do their thing. Who cares if they're shit? Some of these people are fucked up, but it's none of my business. Yeah. It's not, it has nothing to do with me. Fuck it. Because I've seen people succeed. I've seen people fall. You know, yeah. I've, this business is the the fastest horse doesn't win the race. Yeah. You can't spend time on that. But what I'm going to try to spend time on is the things that matter to me. And one of those is how I feel, like when I can put my shoes on. Or my, you know, I had this joke in my act where me and my kid, like a, three weeks ago, at a, a, a dinosaur park, and he ran away. And I, I just had to go buy, like, I. <laughs> My wife was like, well, go get him. I go, I can't. He's fucking five. He's running like an infielder right now. He's gone. Yeah. I, we we gave him enough skills. I don't know what to tell you. I can't do what he's doing right now. Yeah. We just have to hope he's around the corner. 
when we get there, you know? Yeah. I want to be able to run and fuck. I want to be able to fight my kid when I have to. Yeah, of course. You know, so. Yeah, that was a, a big motor. We went on this hike yesterday as a family. Yeah. And then, like, we had to park way away from, like, where the hike is because it was packed on Memorial Day. Yeah. And I was like, all right, um, I'll run and go get the car. Like, I dropped dropped them off, parked the car, ran down. Oh, yeah. And then when I had to run back, it was like all uphill. And I was like, holy shit, I'm just doing this? Yeah, dude. I'm just running by people? It, I was, it was we unbelievable. We went on a hike on comedy camp. Yeah. And boy, it was killing me. Yeah, I'm sure. I was fuck, I, we, we had a, and it wasn't even that bad. I saw Big J was ahead of me. I was like, this is fucked. And he's wearing Nikes and jorts. Yeah. I'm like, this is fucking. He's got a chain wallet. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And fingerless gloves yeah, out there. Yeah, dude. He's fucking, I love Big J. But yeah, he, like, I, I, I got up to the top of that hill on that hike. I was like, I'm, I'm fucking rough right now. Yeah. I'm a rough motherfucker. So that's my plan. And I'm goal oriented, man. If I give myself a goal, I'll achieve it. If I don't have a, you tell me to get on a treadmill and don't give me a time, I'll fail. I'll, yeah. I'll be like, fuck, I can't do it. You say give me 45 minutes, I'll do it. Just do 20. Yeah, but I need that goal. Yeah. I mean, I, of course, I can only do fucking 20, <laughs> but I'm just giving you a, a, a exaggerated example. But so that I am definitely going to do that. I think it's important for my kid too to see dad, of course, you know, lose the weight. I hope he doesn't. I, I just, I hope, I don't think he will because my wife doesn't have it. I just hope he doesn't have that gene, that addictive gene I have. That my you know fa- what, My though? father had that. Yeah, I know. So I, I I hope the same thing, but at the same time, is like we're recognizing it, and if yeah. we can be there to support, and we can be there to like say, yeah. hey, look what's going on here. This is what what's happening. So that's why yeah. that's why after dinner we go for walks around the neighborhood, even if it's just one time yeah. around the block. We you know, doing that too, yeah. yeah, little shit like that where they start building those things in. Like, dude, you I, think I got we a booger coming out of my nose? Yeah, well, it's right there. Where? Oh, did it fall? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna put it right. Yeah, sure, just oh, put it right there. Well, look at. I you know. Guys I know. At least I listen. Here's the thing: it's been yeah, dingling the whole time. I'm trying I to get it. I didn't see it. Well, I, I needed help, and I was kind of doing this and doing this. Yeah. And they were like, "Dude, get that booger." You know what? Is this 4K? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, they saw it, and now it fell out, and now we acknowledge it so they can feel comfortable. If we never acknowledge that, they be like, "There's a booger." I'm like, man, that was kind of weird. Now, that they and did now that. you know that it's there. Next time I come back, whenever I come back and do this yeah. again. We'll look well, for when it. you come back and you're going to be a, a slimmer, leaner you. I, I plan to be. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. If I come back. By the way, we'll so this shredded. is what I was saying. When I was back in Boston at in Stoneham hiking in that park, yeah. that uh, those trails with my son, I looked at my buddy who we grew up together who now lives in uh, Marblehead. And I go, uh, How, we never hiked these. We never went for a hike as kids. Yeah. What? Well, why, why were we not in these? We should have been out here all the time. It's unbelievable. He goes, I know. It's so weird. So our kids will because yeah. they're like we're building it in. Is like, hey, this is something we do. Yeah. You know, we go for hikes. We camp. We go for walks. Yeah. Know? No, you're right. They will do that. But yeah, I just bought a, a pickup truck. I'm so excited. Oh uh, yeah. What year? Do you get a new one? Nineteen nine. I got a 2019 Ford Ranger. Damn, I dude, I saw a Ford Ranger the other day, but it was like a '74, yeah, and I'm like with my car, and I go, look yeah. at that thing. They stopped making them in 2011. Yeah, and they just brought them back, and I got, I just got it. It's at the house waiting for me. Ugh. I'm so excited. 
because I, you know, just to throw shit in the back. Yeah. A yeah. pickup truck. Oh, I got a go kayak to... on the roof of this thing. Do you think I can take it anywhere? No. Because yeah. I got rid of my truck. I don't, you Yeah, know. dude. I got to, I just go to Home Depot and just throw wood in. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, dude. That's I'm excited. Buy expensive <laughs> wood to build the table. <laughs> well, I appreciate you doing this, man. Buddy, this has been you. fantastic. Yeah, dude. I'm glad I got to come out here and see you. I was excited, dude. Oh, me too, man. And I, I love following you. I love, we, we kind of live the same type of uh, parallel lives. Dude, I yeah. I tell my wife, I'm like, I feel like he's like the, this brother I never had because we do the same shit. Yeah. I, and I go, look at this stuff that he, I love what you do. I love what you do. Yeah, I man, watch it's awesome. cooking and stuff like that. Yeah, I love dude, it. it's the best. Yeah, it's so good, we'll, man. So next time you're out and next time I'm out there, I don't know if I get invited to the shed. Dude, next but, time, you know. absolutely. Next time you're in New York, come out. We come out to the shed. We'll do my shed. It's done. And uh, it's so it's, funny. We both have. Sh- we have. Yeah. We both that's have- what, dude. <laughs> I, when I, you're the first guest in here. I was like, I can't believe I'm gonna get Bobby Kelly in here for the first one. I'm like, this is unbelievable. That's awesome, dude. You're that's the best, what, man. You are too. I Thanks, appreciate buddy. you. Hands down, one of my favorite comics, as a person and as a comic. Uh, and we didn't even get into half of like the stuff that he went through because we wanted to talk about more stuff and we didn't get into half of like where we're going to go and hopefully we'll we'll get a, a chance to do that again um but go check out Bobby Kelly on Instagram. Follow him. Check out his podcast, uh, YKWD. You know what, dude? And um, go to his Patreon page, Bobby Kelly, Robert Kelly. Um, really excited that we had him on, and I think it was a great way to break in this new studio. We're going to have great guests yet to come and more uh, Facebook Lives and different things like that. So email me. Rate the podcast, subscribe, comment below, let people know about it. It's the only way we grow is with you guys. And uh, let's be a family, you know? We talked a lot about family. This is a family. There's this comedy community, these people, you, you guys that are listening to the podcast. I appreciate you. Uh, I hope we continue to inspire each other. And I look forward to bringing you a new podcast next week and every week thereafter. Peace. Peace.